Good morning. Welcome to all of you. It's lovely to have you worshipping either here in person or online on Zoom. So good to be together on this uh, cold and frosty morning. My name is Liz Gray and I'm one of the pastors here and it's always delightful um, to see the kids being involved in the service and just the ways that we can worship together. So kids, thank you for bringing up the candles just now and for leading us in song. And I wonder if you listened to the words of blessing that Amy spoke over the candles. And I wonder if you've thought at all about what this word bless means. Have you ever asked God to bless you? Or have you heard your parents say bless you? Or perhaps you've wanted to ask for a blessing. The story we just heard read from Luke chapter 2 was about Mary and Joseph bringing baby Jesus, who was just 40 days old, to be blessed. And this elderly couple who emerged in the temple, Simeon and then Anna, coming out and holding the baby Jesus and praying a blessing over it. So you're probably gainfully in employed at Atrium at the back, but if you or any of the rest of you want something to do while I'm talking for the next 12 minutes or so, feel free to just maybe think about this theme of blessing. What do we expect? So first of all, I'm going to talk about how and why God blesses us, then how we get involved in praying blessings, and finally what we can expect from being blessed. So every year I read through the Bible in a year, um, and every year it feels like some different theme will strike me. And to be honest, what was really hitting my mind, maybe it was kind of frequency bias as I was thinking about today, was this idea of blessing, because it comes up so often throughout Scripture. Now, to be fair, quite often, quite close behind or nearby a blessing is talk of cursing, but I'm not going to talk about cursing today. I'm simply going to talk about blessing, rejoicing in the fact that by the time we get to the end of the Bible in Revelation 22, it says there will be no more cursing. So we're going to be grateful for that. I'll leave that for another day. But as you start to read scripture, if you start at the beginning of Genesis, you will come across that blessing theme over and over again. God blesses creation. On day five, God blesses the sea creatures and birds. On day six, he blesses all people with a very specific blessing. He says, be fruitful and multiply and have dominion. And here we get the first reminder that blessing quite often conveys good, concrete, tangible things. This idea of having babies or growing crops or thriving on the earth. Blessing does not convey the fruit but it conveys the power or potential for fruitfulness. Later in Genesis chapter 12, we have God blessing specifically Abraham. And at that time, he says blessing five times. He said, I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you. I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Clearly, there's something really important here that God is wanting to convey about blessing. And what I think quite often we notice with blessing is that God always blesses his people in the context of our relationship with him. God blesses those who have his favor, and the blessings are often given at key, pivotal moments. They are moments where the story shifts, is where God comes and blesses people. 
Blessings are given on deathbeds and significant partings, on greetings and on new steps into new surroundings. And the blessing for Abraham is interesting in that it's a good example of the time when God doesn't just bless Abraham, but he blesses him to be a blessing far into the future. And this is a reminder that this idea of God's blessing involves us. To be honest, generational blessing involves there to be generations, and that's kind of something which humans get involved in. We, it's important that the generations come. God asks us to cooperate and engage with the blessing that he is giving his people. We are invited to extend and enlarge the effect of God's blessing. So God blesses people. He blesses communities. He blesses families. He blesses future generations. He blesses creatures blesses things. So there's one biblical definition of blessing is this. God's intention and desire to bless humanity is a central focus of his covenant relationships. For this reason, the concept of blessing pervades the biblical account. I think it comes up at least 600 times in the Bible. And two distinct ideas are present. First, a blessing was a public declaration of a favored status with God. For this, think of things like the blessing of Abraham or the blessing of Jesus in the temple by Simeon. And second, the blessing endowed power for prosperity and success. But in all cases, the blessing serves as a guide and motivation to pursue a course of life within the blessing. And this is really important. God is blessing us, and in the blessing, it's kind of like he's setting up the parameters for the way that we live. He's inviting us to live relationally with him within the boundaries of his blessing. Now, I'm just going to give one little aside here about how, um, but just because I didn't know where else to put it in the sermon, and I love this bit so much. There is something about posture as you receive blessing. And as you read through the accounts of blessing in the Bible, you will notice that quite often it is accompanied by touch. And um, certainly when you come up for communion, if you don't want to receive communion, we'll always say, do you want to receive a prayer of blessing? And we touch you, maybe on your forehead or on your shoulder. But there's also a complicated kind of thing with the Hebrew word for blessing, which is almost the same as the word for kneeling. And there's something about us putting ourselves in a posture of humility as we receive blessing. And so later on, as I finish in a few moments, I'm going to invite you to receive a blessing. And if you want to at that point, you'd be welcome to kneel. To be honest, those of you on Zoom might find this more comfortable than people in the gym. But um, <laughs> if you can, think about it. One day, maybe we'll have a space with kneelers, but not in my future, I don't think. Okay, great. So God blessed a whole lot of people a whole long time ago, and it's written about in Scripture. In scripture. What's that got to do with us? I want us to just take a moment to think about the ways that we use this concept of blessing. First of all, on a Sunday. Now, I hope you've noticed that the word blessing crops up all the way through the service. When we're doing the, um, some of the other BCP litur liturgies, we often start with Blessed be God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in the Psalms, it talks about blessing God. So there is something about us being able to declare blessing to God. And I think that is because when he blesses us, it's almost like we can be a mirror occasionally, bouncing the praise back to God. And in prayer and worship and thanksgiving, we kind of say, bless God because and as he blesses us. 
but in the prayers of the people in a few moments we will use the phrase will you bless our partners in communion we ask God to bless and sanctify ourselves and the bread and wine as I said when you come forward we might pray a prayer of blessing on you and at the end, the end of the service the celebrant will always say send us out with your blessing to live and to witness for you in the power of your spirit through Jesus Christ the firstborn from the dead again this concept of a relational aspect parameters we ask for God's blessing and we do it all the way through our worship the end we'll say a variety of blessings but the one I'm tending to use at the moment is Christ the Son of righteousness shine upon you and scatter the darkness from before your path and the blessing of God Almighty the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always and then after the service people go up to the front and they ask the prayer team to pray for them and quite often they might say will you bless something Maybe they'll have struggles with their wallet and their money and they'll get out their wallet and say, will you bless my wallet and help me to manage my finances well? Or they'll say, this is a relationship. Will you pray a blessing over this relationship? Or this is some aspect of my life at work which is really troubling me. Will you ask God to bless it? And I invite you, form a queue at the end. Go and get some more prayer, get some blessing and ask God to bless aspects of your life. Every time we gather together as a community, we ask for blessing. It could be on a Sunday, but it could be at a wedding or a funeral or at a, a baptism. We pray and ask for God's blessing constantly. During the week, perhaps sometimes you use the term rather casually, someone sneezes and we say bless you. That's a kind of like automatic response that has roots in asking for blessing on someone who might have sneezed out an evil spirit. Perhaps you have. I don't know, uh, uh, but we still pray to say bless you sometimes. Quite often, I will catch myself saying, well, bless you, I will pray for you, and hoping that I always remember to do so. Because we can use the word bless in quite a light way. But what I encourage you also to do is think about the way that blessing is used in Scripture, and quite often it is asked for seriously and deliberately, and in kind of complexity. And so I invite you when you think about blessing, not to always, I mean, you can use it fairly lightly, but when we pray for people to do so with deliberation. I love the way that so often parents in the, in the Old Testament will bring their children, yes, to the priest and to the temple, but they will bring their children to their parents. They'll bring their children to other people in the community and ask for a blessing. Let us be asking each other to pray for blessing and to not be waffly, but to take it seriously. Because this is what we actually most want as Christians. If blessing is all about how we relate to God and our relationship with him to live in the parameters, that's what we want most. We want God to bless us and we want him to invoke that blessing for the others. So let me go back to a slightly different definition again, just as we're beginning to get that idea. Blessing is the bestowing of privilege, right, responsibility, or favor upon some portion of the creation by God or by one whom he has blessed. So as we are blessed by God, we are called to be a blessing to others. In relation to humanity, to be blessed by God 
is to be one of God's own people with all the benefits that brings. In other words, the blessing of God is his relational presence in our life. So think a moment about yourself. I want to know that I'm in a relationship with God and I want him to be close and I want him to teach and guide. Don't we all also want him to bless the work of our hands to make what we do meaningful, fruitful, purposeful? I think it's appropriate that we want God to bless our possessions, our, our food. We pray for God to bless the food that we're about to eat. We pray for our cars, especially on long journeys. We pray for the conversations. We ask for God's blessing when we're going into a meeting with our boss or with our colleagues or with, uh, when we're grappling with a difficult decision at work. We should be asking for God's blessing. God, will you bless this conversation I'm about to have with Franny, because she always winds me up and I don't know how to make progress into this discussion. Ask God to bless us with insights, with wisdom. Ask him to bless us with healthy relationships and vocational success because we want to bear fruit. We want to be fruitful in the things that we do because ultimately we want through the Holy Spirit more and more to become in the line of the fruitfulness of Jesus. We want our hearts to lean towards God, to remember that he is for us and that he wants to be a part of our day-to-day -day life. And so daily, hourly, minute by minute, we commit our steps to him, saying, please, will you bless me? Please, will you bless me by looking after me, by teaching me, by walking with me? And that reminder that we want to constantly be under God's shadow, under his wing, under his cloak, under his protection, whichever image best suits you, Think about where you want to be in relation to God. And a reminder that blessing is always God's prerogative. We can't force it or make him do it, but we can ask. And he wants us to ask. But one little word of warning. So what are some of the things that we might expect when we ask for a blessing? Well, I think all the things that I've just said, all the good things, all the good things about asking for fruitfulness and all the rest of it. But there are a few other things, just a couple of words of warning, perhaps. Did you hear, as Carol read that prophecy from Malachi, where God is described as being the refiner and purifier? Now, somebody who purifies silver would sit and heat the silver and stir it slowly and see the impurities rise to the surface and I think that as God blesses us, he's kind of doing that with us. He sits and he stirs and there's a slowness about it as he waits for the impurities to serve us. So I think as we ask for blessing, we might also expect purifying. And that is not always comfortable. But God wants us to grow and to mature. And so when we ask for a blessing... We might be asking for something which takes us to a place where we have to stretch, to give things up, where we have to trust him more, where we have to repent. Also, did you notice when Mary and Joseph took baby Jesus into the temple, and that was both for the ritual cleansing of Mary and Joseph, but also for the baby to be blessed? Did you notice how Simeon scoops the baby up and pours out this prayer of blessing over him, but then he turns to Mary. 
And the words he says to Mary says, this child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed, that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Did that sound like a blessing to Mary? As she saw her baby being held and blessed by Simeon and knew that somehow a sword was going to come into her soul? There was a warning of future pain. Jesus' life was going to be hard. And although he was blessed, immensely blessed, that didn't mean a pain-free life. It didn't mean living in a fancy house and driving a fancy car. It was a hard life, but it was a blessed life. And so blessing should always turn us around again to face God and to bless him back, to be that mirror which involves Pushing glory back to Jesus. And so today we've asked God to come to bless our candles. And at communion, we will ask him to bless each one of us. And as we leave the space, we will ask him to bless our paths. But as I finish now, what I'm going to ask you to do is to think about where it is in your life that you are longing for God's blessing. Is there something that you are uncertain about? Is there something which is flourishing but you'd love to flourish more? Is there an aspect of your life which you want to relinquish into his hands and ask him to guide you in? I'm going to pray a prayer and I'm going to invite you to join into it, but I'm also actually going to be praying a prayer of blessing quite specifically on a a little subgroup of us today. There are a number of people who God is calling to go and be in other churches for the season, for the next chapters of their lives. And I know that some of them are on Zoom. And Patrick is here representing the Psalms. The Psalms and the Shanks and Catherine are going to different spaces. And we want to send them with our blessing and ask God to bless them as they go. So I'm going to pray for them as well as they transition to new chapters for such good reasons. Even though we hate to see people leave our midst, we are excited when God moves people on in their journeys to different, different callings. And so now I'm going to ask you, if you want to, you're very welcome to kneel, but you could kneel inside your head as well, zoomies, if you want to kneel, feel free. Perhaps you'd like to close your eyes now so that people who are kneeling don't feel self-conscious and so that you concentrate I'm going to invite you to hold your hands in front of you, to bow your head and to recognize that God is with us and he will bless you as we pray. Holy Spirit, will you come and rest on each one of us here and on Zoom? Will you come now and reveal the places in our hearts where we are hungry, hungry for your touch, hungry for the ways that you, we long for you to bless the work of our hands, hungry for the ways that you, we need your blessing. And you hear the cries of each one of our hearts, the things we long for you to bless. Will you bless our enemies? and those we struggle with?
Will you bless our families, our friends, our households? Will you bless our marriages and our friendships? Will you bless our children? Will you bless the wombs of those who long for children? Will you bless the babies that are growing inside mothers at the moment? Will you bless those who hunger for relationship and those who are struggling in relationship? Will you bless us by speaking into the pains and concerns in our hearts? Will you bless those who are moving from our community to a new community, our sheepfold to different sheepfold? Will you bless Mandy and Patrick and Henry and Rob and Cheryl and Catherine? Will you bless them with new friends? May they be welcomed and loved even more than we have welcomed and loved them. Will you use them in the extension of your kingdom? Will you bless them and make them fruitful? Will you expand their hearts to love you with a deeper passion and with even more hope for seeing the kingdom of God advance in and through their lives? And Lord, will you bless each one of us with fruitfulness, with the power of your Holy Spirit? May we flourish as we live under the shadow of your wing. Will you bless us by giving us a little poke when we're not paying attention to the guidance of your Holy Spirit? And Lord, I thank you that you see into each one of our hearts. You see the things which are held up before you. You know our deepest longings and our deepest hurts, our deepest excitements, our deepest senses of anticipation and delight. And so, Lord, we come to you today, your humble servants, and we ask that you will bless us. In Jesus' name, amen.